Hey guys, Josh Klein here, managing editor for The Riot Report, the great British drafting show, obviously right around the corner, but wanted to just take a moment and uh, and let you know that just because The Great British Drafting Show is ending, which this is obviously the final episode as the draft has already happened, One Day Contract will be here for the rest of the offseason, the Roaring Riot podcast. Not what you think may poke its head in every now and then. There will be other great Riot Network podcasts available to hopefully uh, distract and, uh, and, and provide you with some relief from these confusing and challenging times that we are facing currently. So uh, even though the Great British Drafting Show is going away, and I hope that you enjoyed it, I know that Vincent and Dan and Ollie and uh, we all enjoyed being able to bring it to you. I hope that you'll check out some of the other podcasts available on the Riot Network. That is all possible because of our friends at Ortho Carolina. And stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, without further ado, the Great British Drafting Show. Welcome to the Great British Drafting Show, an exclusive off-season series where we look at the Carolina Panthers in the 2020 NFL Draft. We're a proud part of the Riot Network, which is powered by Ortho Carolina, all the Panthers podcasts you could possibly want, all in one place. If you learned something during this week's episode, please be sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that other Panthers fans can enjoy the show. I'm Dan Cresso and joining me is Vincent Richardson. Uh, hello, you're, hey. you're back. I'm back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I've got the, the mic out after uh, a year of inactivity. Haven't exactly been uh, treating it right. It's been gathering dust. Uh, yeah. No, it's kind of, it's, it's it's been kind of a very odd off-season this year, where kind of, obviously because of coronavirus, everything's been different and stuff, and it's kind of now all over, and, and it's now sort of, you know, because of because of the draft, I've had something to sort of fixate on and focus on, and it's now going to be very odd moving forward, sort of having to sort of work out what I do with my time, really. Yeah, I think we're all going to have to actually pick up some hobbies. Uh, <laughs> I've watched so much college tape, I've, yeah. I'm I'm actually looking forward to not doing it now, now that it's done, sort of being able to do other stuff. But uh, it's, it's sort of a blessing being able to just kill lots of hours uh, watching uh, good prospects, bad prospects and everything in between. Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, I'm going to have to learn to knit or something like that. I, I, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting sort of month or two until, until everything starts getting back open. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about the Panthers draft? Yeah, we're, we're going to look at what the Panthers did. Yeah. Woo. Right. Uh, start first round. Yeah, let's do, round, do it like that. Pick seven. Uh, what are your thoughts? What's on top of your head? Yeah, so I, I, it's one of those things where I, I obviously you also have to view it in the context of the draft as a whole. So I think obviously a lot of the conversation before the, the draft was about trading down. And for whatever reason, that didn't happen. So, you know, you, you can say, well, it would have been lovely if the Panthers traded down. And, you know, I think it would have been good if the Panthers had traded down. But you don't know what offers are on the table and you can't really criticize not knowing what 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 offers they turn down, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think in terms of just like Brown as a pick at seven, I think for me, it's probably a little bit higher than I thought he probably should go. But I, I think I had him like 11th on my big board and he went at seven. So it's not kind of, you know, completely ridiculous. I think he's he's a really talented player. And I think. He is going to be an immediate impact in the run game, I think. And and I 
I, but I do think some of the the criticism of the pick has kind of focused on the idea that maybe he isn't a good pass rusher. Yeah. And I don't think I think he's definitely a better run defender than he is a pass rusher right now. And I, I think the frustration with him as a pass rusher is not that he can't be a good pass rusher; it's the consistency at which he does it. And I think he got better in that regard compared to like 2018 to 2019. He is he is a more consistent pass rusher than he was. Yeah. But I think the the biggest thing for him is just is continuing to be more consistent in that regard. And while I don't think he's ever going to be Aaron Donald, I think he he does have the ability. He shows the ability to 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 be an effective sort of power based pass rusher. He just he just needs to focus on doing that more consistently for me. Yeah. Uh, do you see him playing uh, at the one technique at the the nose for the Panthers? Yeah, I, th- I think he can probably play a bit of one and a bit of three. I think it depends who he lines up with as well. I think yep. the, I mean, they have mentioned that he can play five, but if I'm honest, I think if he's playing five, you're doing something, either it's sort of like one player game, kind of quirky, making the offense think type thing. But yep. if he's consistently playing a five, I think you're, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think one is probably where he fits best. Uh, but I think he can play some three as well. I, again, like I think it depends who he lines up with and exactly what the situation is and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the comp to Akeem Hicks is is not unfair. I think I think the thing is is that I think he's possibly more powerful than Hicks is. Yeah. Um but I think that Hicks is a more consistent technician and I think that's where that's where he has to improve. Like if if I was Dave Brown, I would be just be putting on t- Hicks tape and going like, what is he doing with his hands? How can I do that? And why am I not doing that currently? Because that is that is what separates Hicks as as a pass rusher is just his his excellent hand usage and the way he's able to use his power to generate penetration without just having to bull rush guys. But he's, he's able to yep. use the threat of his power uh, yep. uh, as well as just the power itself. And I think that's where where Brown can really improve. He does it at times. Like there are a couple of plays, particularly against LSU, where you can see him doing this really well. It's just oh, yeah. it's it's a couple of plays rather than you know consistent every down making the guard fight for for their own survival type thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think I think the other thing is like so obviously we you know we got a chance to talk to him um, after the draft very briefly and like he talked about wanting to expand his pass rushing toolbox. I do think that's true. Yeah, but I think the the bigger thing for me actually is just taking away the plays where he loses in the first second. That there are there are quite a lot of plays as a pass rusher where he mm. doesn't get his pad level right or or particularly oh, yeah. doesn't get his arms up early enough and ends up just getting blocked out of the play. Like if you watch yeah. the Alabama game, this was a real issue. And yes, Alabama's right guard is really good, but also he just wasn't getting his hands up consistently enough and was just getting himself blocked out of plays really early on. And while it would be nice to see him develop the pass rushing toolbox, toolbox as such, it would also be nice to just see him stay in plays longer and just 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 consistently give himself a chance in plays because there were just too many plays where he were where one second into the play he had no chance basically yep i think everyone's in agreement as to how brown can impact the the run game um you know he's he's a terrific run defender he's the best uh run defending defensive tackle in this in this draft class uh you know most people will agree that um the big question mark is what his upside is in the in the pass rush in the passing game um and really the panthers are betting on him becoming a good pass rusher uh by taking him seventh overall otherwise you wouldn't do it you know you wouldn't take a yeah a run stuffing nose tackle top 10 if you didn't think that um they can become a very good pass rusher with with brown uh there are some athletic uh limitations that maybe caps that upside i think i think he's got sort of decent burst but um, being able to convert the penetration into actually bringing down the quarterback is something he struggles with. 
Um, and I, I think it's because he's a fairly limited athlete. Um, that's my main worry with the pick. Um, sort of, I, you know, I think most likely he'll become uh, a very good starter, someone that um, means that, you know, the Panthers, you know, a couple years down the line might have a very good uh, run defense. Um, but the pass rushing upside, I, I am fairly skeptical that he'll, you know, become a very good pass rushing defensive tackle like Fletcher Cox, for example, you know, the type of player that you do take in a top 10. Um, which is why I'm not completely enamored with a pick. But, you know, this guy isn't going to bust out the league. He's a very safe prospect. He's, you know, very smart, very technical. Um, you know, if he can translate some some key skills he shows in the run game, you know, he, I think his, his pad level is probably better in the run game than it is in the passing game. Yeah, I'd agree with that, definitely. Um, and, you know, his, his hand usage, uh, fairly similar as well. And, you know, you, you've got a really good player because um, he, he just beat up so many guards, in college um like damian lewis completely struggled with him the third round pick for the yeah. seattle seahawks just uh he's a phenomenal player uh brown but you know there, there, there is that question mark yeah I, th- I think the one the one thing i would say in that regard is that this is not a draft that was super strong at the very top so i, I oh, do yeah, think yeah. it's unlikely he's ever becomes a superstar player i think he can become a very good player but I yep. think this is not a draft that had many superstar type players. And those who did have that kind of potential were significantly bigger risks. Like I yep. think Chase Young, uh, Jerry Judy were maybe the only like safe superstar type players in, in my book. But, yeah, maybe we can discuss whether there are others. But but yep. this is not a draft that was, you know, no, I don't think there's any player they passed on at a position of like reasonable need where you can kind of go, this player is is definitely going to be better than than Derek Brown. Is there is there any guy you maybe would have preferred at seven, say that if they hadn't traded the down? Uh, I think C.J. Henderson was in the mix. I think yeah. I, I I think he's the other player. I think they were considering C.J. Henderson as well. I think like all all mm-hmm. the talk is that he you know that that was the conversation really. Um, yep. I I I think Henderson probably does have a higher upside. Um, oh, yeah. But oh, I yeah. think he is also a, uh, he is a bigger risk. Like I don't yep. think he's a, a massively bigger risk. Um, but I, I think I would probably have been slightly happier with Henderson, but but only slightly. Like they they're kind of in a not dissimilar kind of tier for me. Um, and obviously, like I, I think the the thing you do get with Brown is like we're talking to him. He's clearly you know quite a smart guy. I think you know, all the intangible type boxes he he does tick. And obviously, you don't draft a guy because of that unless you're the Raiders. Um, but <laughs> but. But that that does sort of go away to alleviating alleviating some of the kind of concern. Like particularly, you know, I can't speak to C.J. Henderson as a person because I've never met him. But but if the Panthers had had met and talked with both of them and were much more comfortable with Brown, the kind of the intangible player than they were with Henderson, I don't yep. think the gap in their tape is enough to make up for that. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I think it's a somewhat risk averse top ten pick, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, because um, you know you're going to get a good player out of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not a brave pick. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those picks where like, it's quite hard to sort of go like, well, this is terrible. It's awful. But it's also one of the things where, like, yeah, you know, it, 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 if you'd have said in an arbitrary year you have the seventh overall pick, I think you'd probably hope for a player with more upside than Brown. But I think in this particular draft class, it maybe isn't that easy to get that without taking a significant risk. Yeah. yeah. Should we move on to? Uh the Panthers second round pick yeah or the first of their second the, round the, pick. The, yeah the, 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 their original second round pick yeah their original 
so Yato Gross Matos, what are your thoughts? Um, so I think I know we talked about this a bit before. So I I watched him originally probably back in sort of February, and then came back to him maybe a few weeks ago yeah. before a sort of final rating. And and he definitely rose in my book in those two between those two kind of um, watchings. Like I think the second time I watched him, I was there was there was more to like. So I I. I think he definitely has some flaws um, yep. and some of them are technical and some of them are just kind of more fundamental limitations. Um, I don't think anything like horrific, but, but you know, the limitation side, but, but, mm. you know, he, he is, he is not a guy you stick out week one and go like, well, this is our new starting defensive end. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, I think he's, he's quite interesting because I think he is quite developmental. I think like, you know, he, there are, there is quite a lot of work that needs to be done. But he's quite developmental without necessarily having sort of the obvious flashy athleticism. But yep. yeah, I do think still has quite good upside. It, it, it's a really interesting combination to sort of talk about. But he's, I think he could probably stand to add a little bit more bulk. But I don't think that's sort of the end of the world. But I think he's he's more of like a power and technique based rusher. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. he's not like a line up over the edge and just like blast past the the tackle to the quarterback type yep. player. Um, but obviously the Panthers got that last year in Brian Burns, so it, it, he is in some ways quite a logical complement to the edge rushers they currently have on the roster. Like he is more of the um, power and technique based type rusher, yep. and he does flash some really nice hand usage. There are some really good inside moves. He, mm. he actually has pretty good bend, I think, which means that when he does get outside leverage, he is able to to to, to make use of it. Yep. Um, and I think when he gets his pad level and hand usage right, I think he's quite an effective run defender at times. Yeah. Um. And there are definitely like, there's definitely stuff to like, and there's definitely, you know, it's not a pick where I, I think he he can't live up to it, but there are there is quite a lot of work to be done. I think I think his pad level, particularly as a run defender, is really quite poor. Yep. Um. And that then has implications in terms of his arm extension. Like he quite often gets crowded out by blockers. I mean, it, it, if you watch the Ohio State game, I don't know if you did, but but he he was getting blocked out of plays by tight ends. Which yep. is a 265 pound defensive end is it's not a good thing. And but he's not I a think, weak guy either. Yeah, and, it, and it's nothing to do with his power. It's just all mm. run block. It's all technique. Um, and I think as as a run defender in particular, he needs quite a lot of technique work. Um, but on the flip side of that, I think actually he does show some. He really does flash some quite sort of upper tier like technique work as both a run defender and a pass rusher. Like the it's almost like he's got the like the high level details quite developed. Yeah the sort of core traits he needs to work on in terms of like pad level and, and, and arm extension. Yeah. Uh, I, I think again, like this is a little bit rich for me. Like I think if you'd have taken him at sort of 55, 60, I think I'd have been much more happy with this pick. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate it. Like it, it's not a, 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 a sort of unprecedented re- reach in the way that I think some picks have been. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I do think this is probably, higher than i would maybe have been happy taking him given how much work he has to do yeah i think I, I feel the same way about the pick so um i sort of went in the opposite direction where originally i was very high on uh, gross matos probably for you know he he'll be worth a late first round pick uh and then after watching him a second time round uh sort of soured on him and uh sort of have met you in the middle if that makes sense yeah. um he, he definitely has promising traits his hand usage is is very good um so you know we talk about him as being raw but um you know he's got a good swim move um it's he, he definitely flashes being able to uh disengage blockers yeah and he's got good size um you know he's, he's sort of a prototypical four free end um mm-hmm. sort of not, projection sorry 
really long arms as well which does yeah, yeah 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 um you know a decent athlete he's you know not got the burst to to win with a speed rush you know consistently in nfl but he's definitely got enough burst to kind of shoot gaps against the run yeah um he's fairly flexible as well i think um yeah. it's the you know the, the projections there for him to to be a, a good 4-3 dn but the you know the the pad level needs to improve um again he's the fact that he can't really win with a swim move does mean that he needs to develop some sort of uh, outside move. You know, it's probably going to be uh, kind of like being able to rip or lime in away with his arms. He's, you know, he's got a decent inside swim move, which is sort of his bread and butter when it comes to rushing the passer. But he needs to uh, refine his game a bit. Uh, I think he d- he, d- yeah. he did fl- he did flash like a reasonably nice outside move at times. I think I, I, I yeah. don't quite know how to describe it because mm. it it wasn't. It was almost somewhere between like a rip and a swim. It was like yeah. a very, very, very quick rip almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we oh, used yeah, that yeah, quite yeah. well. Yeah. So it, I, I'm not totally sure how, like, it'll be interesting to see how that trans because it's not a move I've seen a ton at the NFL level. Yeah, mm. but I think it was it, it was almost like a way of him generating a speed rush without having to be that fast. Yeah. Because he was kind of getting to the point where he was sort of on the limit of the tackle and then he was looking to engage and get round. So rather yeah. than trying to turn, so it's almost like he got in position with speed and then turned the corner with his hands, which yeah. is quite an interesting thing to see. I think that'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if that's something that can kind of work consistently at the NFL level and so whether he can build upon that with like a nice counter and stuff. But I, I think he, he did actually get outside quite a lot for a guy without that much sort of pure, pure speed. Do you think he has potential to... Uh kick inside on obvious passing downs yeah so he did he definitely did that at penn state and he said he's happy doing that when we spoke to him and i think the panthers yeah. probably would like him to as well at times i think he he can like his hand usage is really quite useful inside like mm. obviously the fact that he hasn't got loads of pure speed limited him at times around the edge but that it, when you're rushing inside the pure speed doesn't help you that much because there's just not the space to use all of it. Like quickness is useful, but like pure, like burning around the edge type of speed doesn't help that much. And he's got pretty good quickness. Yeah. So like, I think he can be an effective inside rusher. But the thing is there, the pad level and the arm extension are going to be really important. Because if, you know, what while he, he's able to counter his lack of quickness inside, sorry, sorry his lack of pure speed inside, yeah. he then, you can't get away with poor pad level and poor arm extension inside because you're just going to get blocked up by guards. So... Yeah. I think he does have the ability to be quite effective inside, but again, his his weakness, his strengths are more pronounced inside, but so are his weaknesses, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, but no, I, I don't. Yeah, I, again, I don't. It's not a, a bad pick as such. I just think it's maybe a little bit of a gamble. Like he, he definitely has the ability to to, to, to merit such a high selection. Mm. I just think maybe he he's a little bit more of a risk than I think I would potentially been happy with that high yep should we move on to the other second round pick yeah jeremy chin out of uh southern illinois safety yeah i i really like this pick um i think he's one of those players where again if you'd have taken him at 38 i'd have thought that was too high but at, at 64, I think that's a really good pick. Even with the trade-up, I think that's uh, his his value is is somewhere in between those two kind of picks. And the fact that you got him in the later one, I think is 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 really good. Um, I think he's a, a really good athlete. I you know his his straight line speed's really good. I think he's got pretty good movement skills. Um, I, I think he's got more kind of physicality than 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 some safeties have, which I, you know I don't think he's going to play yeah. in the box all the time. But I think he can yep. sort of. He wasn't asked to work off blocks a ton, but I think he has sort of the strength and the power to do so. Um, 
I think his footwork needs tightening up in man coverage a little bit. He did play in the slot at times, and I think he showed the quickness and the, the, the ability to, to, to break on routes that was really nice. But I think he will need to be tighter in his footwork at times. And I yep. think in, in zone coverage, he has great range. He has pretty good ball skills. But I think, again, instincts are things that he needs to work on. I think, you know, talking to him, he seems really smart. And I think his understanding of the game is quite good. Yep. But I think, again, it's, it's sort of the bit you have with Isaiah Simmons as well, where because he was played in different ways in college, not quite the same degree as Simmons, but because you were mm. used in different ways, you don't get the number of reps that you need each usage, yeah. and particularly in college where you don't have that much practice time. So I think he's yeah. he's definitely somebody who can make real improvement like quite quickly with sort of more practice and sort of NFL weight rooms and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, but he, you know, it's one of the things where he's not just an athlete; like he is like a legitimately pretty good football player as well. Yeah. And you know, excellent tackler. Um, and, and also comes across when you speak to him he's he's a, he is a really smart player and i think you know, if you're looking for pieces who can be sort of foundational pieces on the on, on the defense he, he you know he has a really really high ceiling and i don't think he's that much of a risk particularly in the late second yep um what do you think his best role in the nfl is so i i, I I think it'll be interesting so some of this is going to come into the the way the panthers defense wants to to play so I think he can he can kind of do a bit of everything. I don't think he's he's going to be great matching up against receivers in the slot, but I think yep. he can definitely match up against tight ends and running backs. Yeah, yeah. I think he can play deep zone fairly well, and I think he could possibly play sort of on the edge of the box as well. Though I don't think he's like a a, a, a box safety if that makes sense. But I think he's mm. he's a good enough tackler and he's physical enough that that he could sort of play around the edges at times. I so I think if, if you look at how Baylor played defensively um, with Phil Snow, who's now our DC. Yep. Um, they quite often use like three safeties, but quite yep. close to the line and also quite close together. And that what they could then do with that is they could either drop two out into like a cover two look or yep. drop one out with the corners into a cover three look and play sort of yep. two rubber type settings underneath. And yep. I think what where his value is is that he can do both. Like he he can be the guy who drops into cover one, he can be the guy that drops into cover two, or he can be the guy that plays underneath or plays man or plays the run. Yep. And I think he... He is kind of that old, you know, if, if you want to play a Phil mm. Snow defense, you need versatility. And I think you now have him and Justin Burris, who we signed in free agency, as guys who can probably, you'll probably play, you know, Trey Boston in the middle as the sort of the guy who predominantly plays deep zone. Yep. And then you have Burris and and Shin who can play either side of him. And yep. they can both either drop into deep zone, drop in with Boston or rotate around. And you have kind of three safeties who give you real versatility and stuff. And I think I think that will be, be really useful. Yeah, that's a, a very, very good point. Um, because even though he he didn't really play in the box um, at all in college, he's, he sort of has the, the tools to do it. Um, but at, at the same time, you want to make the most out of his his speed and his instincts and zone um, and sort of use him as that, that chess piece on D and um, kind of disguise um, the coverage you're, you're playing. Yeah, and, and having him and Burris as sort of two of that type player. Yeah, Burris yeah. is a guy who sort of played between sort of corner and, and free safety. Yeah. You, know, you you have effectively, you can put up the same personnel and run very, very different coverages um, without having sort of players, you know, linebackers dropping into deep zone and that kind of stuff. So I, I think it, it it does give you, particularly if they're going to play this kind of, you know, three safety sort of hybrid um, coverage type thing that, that they ran at Baylor. Yeah, I think you know Chin is a perfect piece in that. Yeah, uh, was was the Baylor formation like a a three three five of of sorts or? Yeah, yeah, it was it was something like a three three five. So it kind of um, 
they, yeah, they played three. So it was quite interesting to see. So they, they, they particularly against, I mean, against, against the pass, it's quite like relatively logical because you have, yep. you know, it all works, makes sense. What was quite interesting how they defended the run. So yep. quite often they'd all, because they never played three deep safeties, you always yep. had one safety playing short. And yep. that safety almost acted like a, an extra. They almost played more like the the edge defender the, than the linebacker mm. at times, where yep. you'd have one safety shooting uh, a side of the offensive line. So you'd yep. have like the, the 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 three down linesman would 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 play to a side effectively, and you'd have one safety playing the flat almost on one on one side. I mean, it, yep. it, obviously it varied a lot. It wasn't just doing the same thing over and over again. But they they used. They quite often would use a safety not just as like an intermediate defender, but as like a, a short defender, and use them them as almost yeah. like the, the the extra um, like box player, for, yeah. but from like an intermediate uh, starting point. So it was it was really quite interesting to see. Actually, it's a really interesting defense that Baylor ran. It. I yeah. don't know whether it'll work in the NFL, but but yeah, it, it, it they actually defended the run quite well because they effectively almost had a safety blitz on every play. But yeah. that safety blitz could then result, you know, if 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 it's a a run fake or something, that safety blitz then immediately drops into an underneath zone. So it was kind of a, it was a quite an interesting way of approaching it, where you where you effectively had not just the in the way often you talk about like like, like um, RPOs, you effectively had the inverse where you had a safety who was reading run pass and then yeah. either blitzing or dropping into coverage. Yeah, yeah. So so I think that that's that's um that's something that'll be interesting to see, and I think Ching could definitely be useful at that because he was a pretty effective blitzer as well at Southern Illinois a few times from deep. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how the the Big Twelve forces defensive coordinators to be very creative. Um, yes, or, or or the opposite of that. But 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 yeah, no. That, the well, good yeah, one, the good do something ones, different. Yeah. yeah, either that or they just all drop back into deep zone and just say, "Well, come on, throw it at us then." Yeah, I, I don't know if you watched the old Oklahoma State defenses, probably sort of five years ago or so, but they basically uh, just dropped into like cover two every single play. Uh, and, and it was just like we're going to give you five yards but you might also just throw it to one of our defenders yeah 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 I mean, so, the, but yeah no the approach there is we'll score more than you yes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there are two ways you could take it in the big 12 you either have to get very creative or just accept that your offense is going to have to counter the fact you're going to concede 40 points yeah but yeah no i think i think phil snow definitely was creative i think his it will be really interesting to see how that works in the NFL because it is so different from anything I've seen. But it, it is definitely if the NFL is going to move towards more of this kind of pass first, throw the ball 50 times a game type offense, you know, what he's doing is definitely a, a, a potential solution to that. And also, like, if you're going to go on the flip side, having guys like Derek Brown and Bravery and Roy, who we'll talk about later, ha- you know, yep. having guys who can really make things happen at the point of attack as run defenders is really useful in that because if you're going to play this three deep safety look or three intermediate safety look, you're going to have to have a D line that can hold up at the point of attack. Like you can't, you you have to have a good run defending D line because you are, you know, as much as a safety blitz type thing can counter some of the run defensive issues of playing three safeties, yep. it, it can't counter all of that. And you, you really can't be getting pushed back at the point of attack. Yep. Okay. Should we talk about day three? Yep. Day three. First pick Troy Pied. Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame, cornerback. Yeah, so I think for me personally, this is my least favorite of the Panthers' picks. Not because I think he's necessarily a bad player, but I, one, I think that there were quite a lot of other good players on the board in the fourth. Like I think the fourth round was really quite strong this year, and this yep. feels this feels like a little bit of a reach for a, for a positional need rather than actually going out and getting the best player. And I, I you know, the Panthers did say that they had. Yeah, particularly in day three, I think they said they had a few times where they had an offensive player 
you know, or a player they really liked go off the board like two or three picks before them. And I think yep. there's been some speculation that, that that this was one of the times where that happened. Um, and I, I, I don't, again, I think some of it is that I think the traits they're clearly looking for in corner are not necessarily the traits that I would prioritise myself. What are those um, traits? So, 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 you know, obviously, you know, talked to Matt Rule about this yesterday, and he's, you know, they're looking for height, which I think is kind of reasonable, particularly if you're going to play a reason about cover three. Um, but they also want, they want, basically want speed and ball skills. And then Marty was saying they, they, you know, they do want guys who can play man and zone, but they also want guys who can, who can, you know, turn and run vertically, basically. And I do think Troy Pride fits that description. Like, of what they want, he is not a bad fit for what they want. Um, I'm just, I don't think he's a terrible pick I, I think he's got better traits than he's got tape personally i think yeah. the 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 speed and the ball skills are nice but i'm not sure his awareness and coverage is always amazing um and i i think he while i think his speed is pretty good and i think he can run with receivers in man i think his footwork is sometimes quite sloppy um and i think his balance when he's in in his in his back pedal is is not great, and that leads to some issues in terms of you know it, it's it's hard for him to break back to the ball at times. I I think he's a player who who can be reasonably good with time. I don't think he's ever going to be a star player, but I think he can be like a competent starting cornerback. I just I I think he's probably not somebody that who you can start week one and not have some issues with, shall we say? Um, and I think if you're reaching for need, that's an interesting combination to go for. Yeah. You- um, if if he is starting, there'll be you know some baptism of fire playing in the in the NFC South. Yeah, um, I think not 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 just that, but I think he 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 is definitely more of a developmental type pick. And it's interesting when you, I always find it interesting when teams reach for developmental picks when they're reaching for need, because kind of part of that is if you're more developmental, that means you're probably not going to be an immediate factor. But if you're reaching for need, then that's a short term decision. So you, yep. you've got a you've got a, you've got a long term solution to a short term problem, which is kind of why I'm maybe not a huge fan of this. Okay. Um, if I mean, if anything, the reps are probably doing some good. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's definitely true. Like he, it, it, he, it's one of the things where he'll either improve or he'll kind of hit a wall. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think he has the traits to be a good corner, or, or at least a pretty good corner. I'm just maybe not as enthusiastic as I would have been if they'd gone in another direction. I think I'd, I'd probably rather they'd gone for a, a, a lesser need and got the better prospect, if that makes sense. Um, who do you think they might have wanted? Um, which offensive player do you think they might have been looking at for this pick? So I think some speculation has been that they, were, they wanted Troutman to fall because he went, I think, like seven or eight picks earlier. Yep. Um, and again, significant developmental option. But I think yep. he is a... I think, you know... He is a better prospect um, for me. Um, obviously, he didn't fall, so you can't blame him for not taking him. But and the Saints traded the world to get him. Um, well, the world for a third-round pick. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I think they kind of. I think there were some. I think offensive line was more something where in the fifth, I think they just didn't quite fall. But I think for for yeah for Troutman was the one that they expected that maybe they kind of would, would quite like to take him in the fourth, and he didn't quite fall. Okay. I'm I'm more optimistic with this pick than than you are. Um, I think it's a a worthwhile throw of a dice in in the fourth round um, because he does have those traits. I think he he's fairly good in both man and zone. I think he's a bit better in man. His 
fluidity is really on show um, when he sort of can start at the line of scrimmage rather than have to read and react. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. In zone, um, his, his, his processing does need to get better. I'm, I'm not as fan, not as big of a fan of his uh, ball skills, though, um, in, in, in terms of the traits that Panthers are looking for. I think he's got the speed, you know, he's got the, the height, the fluidity, um, but I think he's got fairly short arms and there are times as well where he, he just gets beaten at the catch point um, more so than, than other cornerbacks in this class. Um, yeah, that's possibly true. I, sorry, by both sorts, I, I mean, like more, like if you throw it to him in zone, he can catch the ball. Oh, no, Not yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think he, he does an okay job of contesting at the catch point, but yeah, uh, yeah no, he, his, his actual sort of size and physicality at the catch point yeah. sometimes are a bit more of an issue. Yeah. Um, I think he can be a, a little bit grabby as well. Um, yeah, that's fair. He's 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 going to get a few uh, PI calls in his in his rookie year if he if he sees the field. But he's I mean there aren't that many cornerbacks uh, that you can get at this stage of a draft with the the traits that he does have. And you know even though it's a position of need and you you know you're saying they're drafting for need, it's not like he he doesn't have some redeeming traits that you know a a, a valuable position. Um, you know cornerbacks one of the uh, the premium positions in terms of you know how much capital you invest in um, and you know getting a guy with those traits in the fourth is I think pretty good pick um, even though there's a good chance that um, he never puts it all together and uh, you know never really sees the field yeah I, th- I think it, it, it's quite a swing from the heels type pick I, th- I think that's the the thing it, you know he, he is quite boom bust for a for a fourth round pick I think you know I, I I, I don't think I don't think it's a terrible pick, but I think it's probably a, a, he is a, a fairly significant gamble. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Should we on to the next round? Yeah, we're gonna uh, stay with the defensive backs. Uh, fifth round <laughs> pick, Kenny Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually quite like this pick. Like, so I obviously so he he went to West Virginia and then went to the XFL for a year. And there were kind of yeah. academic concerns at West Virginia and, and and all that stuff. But I think from from who he is on the field, I think he's got really good ball skills. I think he's got pretty good instincts in zone. Yep. Um, I think he's got pretty good range in zone. Yep. I I do think he needs to get better in some regards. I think you know we had this conversation a bit earlier, but you know I think the the from an athletic point of view, there is a bit of a question whether he's kind of a center field type safety or more of a cover two type safety. But I think if we go back to sort of the the, the, the Baylor sort of hybrid defense type thing, I think he probably can play the deep coverage bits. Maybe he's not the guy that you always want to be in, in cover one, but I think he can maybe play that yep. um, and can definitely play deep cover two with good, good range and ball skills. Oh, no, yeah. I, I think he needs to get a lot better as a tackler. He is one of the worst technical tacklers I think I've seen in this draft. Um, he's, he just doesn't set his feet properly at yep. all, um, and that's going to be massively exposed every time he has to try and tackle until he can fix it. I, For me, I think he's probably a, a special teams player early on, partly because of um, the tackling, uh, but also because you've got three clear safeties ahead of him. Um, yep. But I think if you're looking for a guy who can maybe develop and be sort of maybe the replacement for that, you know, we talked about that sort of the three safety look, he could maybe be the center or sort of Trey Boston type safety or potentially the Justin Burris type safety, but probably more the the, the deep coverage type safety um, in a year or two, and obviously Boston's contract is kind of very, very front-loaded. Yeah. Um, so, so I think he's he's not somebody who's going to see the field right away, but I think could be a starter in a year or two, 
as sort of a, a more deep coverage focused type of guy who can maybe occasionally play close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's it's clear he's got ball skills. It's uh, it's fairly clear that he has a good understanding of, of zone coverages and, you know, is is able to, to read a quarterback. Um, it's very, very clear that he's an awful tackler, um, especially in space. And that's the that's the bit that scares me is that um, let's say if he if he does play um as the single deep safety um and you know a running backs running downhill at him um he's going to be in that position a lot if he sees the field and a lot of the time the running back will beat him for the the touchdown it's it's a risk that you can't really take at the moment and it's something that you know it it does seem like more of a technical issue he it's not like he doesn't like contact or doesn't play physical um so it seems like you know a bit more optimistic that you can actually teach him some fundamental uh tackling techniques um the big question mark for me is um you know his his range his athleticism um how much he can do with him he, he probably does have a range to uh you know take half the field um but you know if 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 we really look at what his uh what his ceiling is um if he does have the athleticism um then he's got the the instincts and the the ball skills to to play single high and you know, there aren't that many people in the NFL that can do that. And, you know, with a, a fifth round pick, you know, he, he's also only uh, 20, 21. Yeah, he's, 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 like he's not an old guy. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a good put. It's a good pick uh, in my books. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good pick for me. I, I, I you know, it, it's kind of, you're not going to sort of sort of super celebrate a fifth round pick because there's a reason why he's a fifth round pick. Like, you know, he's oh, not yeah. sort of a clear like day two type talent. But for a fifth round pick, he's got ridiculous upside. Um, and while the tackling, yeah, you know, he he really needs to fix his tackling. Yeah. But but the there's he's not again not just an athlete. You're not just drafting a guy who is who is fast, and you're basically going to have to build from the ground up. It's more about one quite how athletic is he, and how can you fine tune his kind of tackling, shall we say? So yeah, no, yep. I, I I really like this pick as well. I must say. Yep. Moving yes. on to the sixth round now. Yeah. Uh, Bravi and Roy uh, played under Ruler at Baylor. Yeah. I I think so. There's obviously going to be a bit of that where, you know, he's, he played with the coach, he's familiar with him, and he kind of has an idea of how he can be used. And so, there, you know, I think there is probably a bit where, you know, that, that probably does play into it a little bit. I, I actually quite like this pick. I mean, again, I think he's actually probably more developmental than than some seem to think like i think he's actually a pretty good athlete certainly for his size um i think he's he's got reasonable strength but he's actually really quite quick for you know for a guy who weighs 330 plus pounds he's his sort of short area quickness and burst is actually really quite good yeah um but i do think there are some areas he needs to improve on technically i think he's although he's got sort of you know natural leverage because he's not hugely tall his pad level is not great um i think he needs to bend his knees a lot more and i think that the that also has issues in terms of because he's not because he plays very upright at times it makes it hard for him to extend his arms properly even though he locates his hands fairly well um i think he he probably is never going to be a sort of superstar type player or probably never going to be a star a real like ideal starter yeah but i think with a bit of work he can be a reasonably valuable rotation piece and i think like in the sixth round that's kind of pretty good yep yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the the fixing the pad level is definitely going to be the biggest thing for me. Yeah, he's 
solid rotational piece that um, sort of fits a one technique sort of role in the in a four three. He's got decent burst, can shoot gaps. Uh, he's got the size um, and the and the strength to sort of hold his own as well. Um, so it's the the fit is right. Um, he's fairly small. I imagine his arms are fairly short as well. Don't have any measurements, but just uh, looking at how he he does struggle to disengage blockers um, and and really use his arms effectively. Um, that, that that comes through, and that is a little bit of a concern. Um, yeah, he he doesn't re- as in he's again a decent athlete for being 330 pounds, but it's still not really someone you want rushing the passer. So there's yeah, he's, he's definitely at the beginning of his career. He'll be limited to uh, base downs when he does see the field. But um, he's a solid piece. You can't really ask that much more for a six-round pick. Yeah, I, I think what I would say with some of the sort of disengagement from blocks type stuff, I think some of that is 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 a result of the arm extension, the pad level. Like I think mm-hmm. I, I think if he gets his his knee bend better and is able to get his arms at a at a better angle and extend them more, I think some of that will improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's ever going to have the longest arms. Like I, I don't think that's something he's going to be the best at. But I think yep. some of it's one of those things. Where like like and we, we, you know, we talk about this a lot, but pad level for for linesmen, both offensive and defensive, it has so many knock on consequences. And the yep. better you're able to get your pad level, lots of other things start getting better with that. So I think if he can, if he can make that better, and I think he really does need to get better at that. If I'm honest, um, I think that will not just benefit him in terms of his leverage, but also actually create all kinds of other beneficial effects, particularly in terms of his arm extension. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a fine pick. Like again, it's a sixth round pick. You're not expecting to get a starter out of it, but I think he he can be a a, a reasonably competent piece of a of an NFL roster. Yep. And should we move on to the the last pick for the Panthers? Um, yeah. An interesting prospect, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver, cornerback out of FIU. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's so he he converted from receiver about two years ago, I think. And so I watched a bit of his 2018 tape the first time around and then watched a little bit of his 2019 tape more recently. Yeah. And he's definitely a lot better 2019 than 2018, which is, you know, but you, know, it sounds obvious, but, but it is really good to see because there are lots of guys who just don't, you know, aren't really making that much progress. Like he is, de- you know, he was obviously very raw in 2018, but he was then less raw in 2019. And so yep. the fact he is getting better is encouraging. I, again, I think he's got really good ball skills, um, obviously as a converted receiver, that's kind of not illogical. Um, and I think he's got pretty good deep speed and his movement yep. skills, I don't think are bad. I think they're probably pretty good, but his footwork is very much still a work in progress. Um, I'm not totally sure. I haven't really got a, a, an idea of his tackling yet. I haven't, it hasn't really won me one way or the other, but again, he, yeah, probably, I think he can get more physical certainly. Um, yeah. and like working off blocks and stuff, he can definitely get better at. But I think the biggest thing for him is getting his footwork tighter. Um, there's quite a lot of wasted motion currently, and it's also it looks quite ponderous at times. Like it's mm-hmm. like he's really, really concentrating on getting it right, which is understandable because he's quite new to the position. And you know, you you, you his is it's one of these where like his game reps look a little bit like practice reps, where he's overly focusing on getting the details right and less on kind of necessarily being the most effective player at times. And I don't think that's uh, necessarily a problem because I think as he gets more familiar that will that should start to go away but yep. I do think he definitely needs to get his technique one get it tighter but also make it more natural so it's not something that he looks like he's constantly focusing yeah. on during games yeah I, think, I mean but, but that's to be expected 
Yeah, no, it, it is to be expected. But the fact that you, I think the if, if you were, I think this definitely is a, is a, a, a pretty good seventh round pick. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a pick. You, you know, I, I, I'm not sorry, it's the player I would have taken. I, but again, I think I kind of maybe don't quite match up with the, the Panthers front office in terms of the traits they want for corners. But 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 I think it's definitely a pick that can certainly pay off. I think he, he has you know pretty good upside for a seventh round pick. But I think he, you know, the thing he has to work on is getting better at better at his you know, footwork, and I don't think it's something you can take for granted will necessarily happen. Yeah, he's he's got the traits that uh, Rule said he was looking for in cornerbacks. You know, like you said, he's got the speed, decent height, good ball skills. Um, obviously, his his technique is fairly shoddy, especially his footwork, as you mentioned. But you know, given that he's only been playing position for two years, that's that's the type of guy that. Um, I'm happy taking in the seventh round. Um, if you know, if, if everything goes to, uh, if everything clicks, um, and he he does make some improvements in his technique, he he has a potential to be a a starting corner in the league. Yeah, um, that's sort of what you look for in a in a seventh round pick. You know, but you just hope that he doesn't need to see the field too often in his rookie season. Yeah, no, I think when, when we spoke to him, he was fairly clear about sort of making an impact on special teams in the short term. And I think that, you know, he, he is not, if he's starting early on, it's either because he's making fantastic progress or because something's gone wrong. Yeah. So, I, I, like, he, he is definitely a, a, a project, but I think, you know, he is a, a worthy project in the seventh round. Um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely better than the pick where you're just sort of, you know, effectively just throwing it away, going like, ah, this guy's fine, he'll make training camp type thing. Like, I yeah. think he, he has genuine real upside as a seventh round pick. But there is also yep. quite a lot of work for him to do. Yeah. No, um, I, 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 I quite like this pick, actually. Yeah. Have you got um, any thoughts on the undrafted free agents the Panthers have picked up? Yeah, there are a few guys who I think are quite interesting. I think the guy who I probably like most is Rodney Smith, the running back out of Minnesota. Yep. Um, so I, I watched him two years ago when he was potentially coming out as a junior. Yep. Um, and I really liked him then. I, I thought he would be a really logical backup to McCaffrey. Um, you know, stylistically very similar in, in many ways, um, but he didn't declare. He went back for a senior year and then got hurt. Twenty-five carries in, I think, to his his, his redshirt senior season. Took a Ooh. medical redshirt and then went yep. back for his 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 redshirt redshirt senior season. So he is definitely on the older side. Like he's he's twenty-four years old. He's had one major injury. Yeah, and he does have like eight hundred plus touches on him through college, but. I think he's also a very good player. And while maybe some of those factors make you a bit more cautious about taking him. So I think I had like a, an either a late third, or like I think I had like an early fourth round grade on him kind of thing. Like I think yep. he is, he was my number nine, number nine running back based on tape. I think he's legitimately a very good player. Yep. Um, but, and I, you know, you, it is understandable that he fell because of those factors, but to get him as an undrafted free agent, I think is fantastic. I think he can, he is, he is very much an NFL caliber running back. I think he, he shows excellent vision. He's got pretty good burst and contact balance. Um, I think he he has the ability to make a man miss in space, and you know he's not going to like run people over consistently. But he's got say a bit more power than a McCaffrey, yeah. um, but doesn't have quite the same sort of deep speed and quickness. Um, and I think as a receiver, I think he kind of he's got good hands for a start. And I think while he he, he didn't run the fullest route tree at Minnesota, I think he like he flashes bits as a route runner and stuff. And I think he can definitely be a, like a, a part of a passing game. I think if you're if you're looking for I, don't, I think obviously the Panthers have got some other options at running back. So I don't think he's a lock to make the roster. But if you're looking at sort of, you know, him, I think Reggie Bonifant, I think probably will make the roster. I'd be surprised if he didn't. But I think Davis is the other running back we've got. And I think he's due to make about three and a half million this season. And I think if, if, if I'm honest, the gap between them is negligible at best. And I'd much rather pay Rodney Smith 
you know six hundred thousand dollars a year than yep. than than Davis three and a half million. So I, yep. I obviously you can't tell with Camp and you, you know you, you, it's not a decision that's going to be made now. But I think he has a real shot of making the roster, um, and I think he has a real shot of actually being a perfectly valuable NFL player who can come in, maybe maybe play some special teams early on, but can come in and take you know five or ten carries a game and and add value on those carries, not just be a guy who's taking them because somebody has to. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's a for a UDFA that's an excellent pickup. Um, I think the other, there are two others I think I'm particularly encouraged by. One is Omar Bayless, the Arkansas State receiver. Uh, he okay. isn't like a burner, but actually when he gets into his stride, he's, he's got reasonable deep speed. Like he can offer something of a deep threat. Um, but but he has really really good hands. And while he he didn't run the fullest route tree at Arkansas State, he actually shows some nice flashes as an route runner. Like his change of direction and his his reacceleration are pretty nice. I think he actually was pretty good against press, though I think he he does need to take out some of the unnecessary steps. Like he is a bit sort of a, um who was the South Carolina receiver who came out last year uh to the 49ers. Uh Debo um, Samuel. Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit like Debo Samuel against press where he's mm. he's he's quite good, but he takes quite a lot of steps and it's actually yep. it, he, he, he Although he gets out of his route quite well, it's sometimes you're like, well, you could probably have got out sooner. You know, you didn't need to take five steps before you got into your route. You could have taken three kind of thing. And there are there are little bits like that where you're like, you know, what you're doing is good, but what you're doing could be a little bit tighter and more efficient. So I think he that's something he could continue to improve at. But I think he actually got off the line pretty consistently um, and into his routes. Well, I like I don't think he's ever going to be a star. But if you're looking for like that sort of possession underneath receiver who could maybe do a little bit deep and give you some value in terms of like at the catch point in the red zone, I think he. He, you know, he's he he was a an early sixth round prospect for me, and to get him as an undrafted free agent with developmental upside, I think is 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 a really good pickup. Um, and the final guy who I'm who I'm quite excited about is 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 um, Brandon Bowen, the Ohio State tackle. Um, again, pad level is a massive issue, like that he he really needs to fix it. And obviously, as a six seven tackle, that's not necessarily going to be easy. Yep. But his actual foot speed is pretty good and crucially his footwork in terms of his balance and his weight distribution is, is really really good um he doesn't take unnecessary steps he kind of he makes tackles he makes he makes edge rushers beat him um which is always nice i, I don't know whether he's going to kick inside to guard i mean obviously the pad level would be an even bigger issue there yeah but like shows good hand placement footwork is efficient makes guys beat him i don't think he's ever going to be a star but i think could be a a perfectly competent backup or potential starter at right tackle if he can get his pad level down yep um not ever going to be a high level starter i don't think but again i think he is definitely an nfl caliber player um yeah the final guy there, there are two guys who i think maybe a a, a longer shots but also quite interesting um one i'm gonna completely mangle his name so i'm, I'm the washington state center is sort of the easiest way to put it <laughs> um who who um he, he's i think he's probably a bit more of a project than the others like i'm not sure he's going to be somebody I think he'll have a chance to make the roster just because the only person ahead of him for backup centre is Ty Larson. But I think he is uh, a bit of a development guy. Like, I think he his pad level is actually not too bad, but his arm extension is not always great. And he's a little bit frenetic and, and there is definitely some wasted motion in his slide. And he can be, even when he locates his hands quite well, he, he doesn't always grab on particularly effectively, I think, at times. Yep. Like, he... He could definitely get better in that regard, but I think he, you know the Panthers definitely have a need at backup center after Tyler Larson looked really quite poor last off season, yeah, uh, in the preseason even, and so I think he he has a real shot at making the roster, even though I think he's a little bit more of a long shot. Um, and the other guy is Ferris, the um, small school linebacker, and again, small school guys are always 
uh, you know, when they're really, really small school guys, I think he was, I can't remember what school he came from, actually. I'll see if I can find it. But, you know, he, he is he is definitely a, a, a real project. Yeah. And he's probably more of a, a, a practice squad guy. Jason Ferris from Montana Western University. That's it. Um, cool. You know, that, that's, that, that's a, you know, it's a serious project and probably a practice squad guy in the short term. But I think he, he shows enough that you think, like, this isn't just a, a, a camp type piece. Like, he could be an NFL player down the road. Maybe not a starter, but he shows pretty good instincts. His movement skills are decent, pretty good tackler. Again, the NFL is going to be a massive, massive step up for him. But I think there are some, there are definitely some traits there that that that, that I like and that I would be relatively pleased with in a UDFA. So, given it was an exclusively uh, defensive draft, so that all drafted defensive players, uh, did the Panthers focus on offense for the? Uh, UDFA's most of the guys you mentioned were on the offensive side. Yeah, of the a little bit. So they've signed quite a lot of linebackers. Interestingly, they've signed okay. one. They've signed one DB from Ole Miss, who I think looks okay, but um, you know, it might sneak onto a roster. But I'm not sure is really going to be a a, a a significant piece unless he can sort of you know develop significantly. Um, yeah. And there's a Rice D tackle who is okay, but again, is is there's not a ton of tape on him, which doesn't make it easy. But he, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not, wasn't what well, you know, he looks like a UDFA, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, the 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 linebackers, there's the Orr from Wisconsin, who is a, you know again really good college player. I'm not totally sure whether he has a place as a anything other than a special team in the NFL, but um, you know was a productive college player at Wisconsin. And also there's a Virginia linebacker, his name I've forgotten, who, again, I think probably better college player than NFL player. But, yeah, um, yeah there's definitely more of a focus on the offense. They've signed uh, two tight ends, uh, two receivers, a running back, and three offensive linesmen. So there's been there's been more more of a focus on the offense. But I think it's also there's going to probably be more names come out as time goes by, so it's a little bit early to judge. But, but, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it's a pretty decent UDFA group. I mean, Smith and uh, Bayless in particular were eminently draftable prospects for me so the fact you get them as UDFAs is nice cool yeah I, I think overall it's been a reasonably okay draft the Panthers I think it's it, it's if, if if you told me going into the draft that this is who they'd end up with you'd like that's fine it's not super you know it's yeah. I don't think they've sort of knocked out of the park but it's a perfectly competent draft I'd say with yeah, as well definitely um definitely picks that that both of us are are happy with maybe one or two that we we disagree with but it's you know you you can't really come away from that draft and and feel like oh i can't wait until the next one because there are some issues we need to address i mean that's true but um it's that the panthers have picked up some some good solid pieces uh to build on for the future yeah i i think the i think there are at least you know i think it'll be interesting like two or three years time we look back on this because obviously like the issue is that both the corners um and um robinson and chin and gross matos are all to some degree developmental like i think some of them will start earlier rather than later particularly chin i think has a real chance of starting right away um but but you know i don't think this is a draft where you're going to have like five rookies starting on defense week one you might do who knows They they could really impress in camp but you could definitely have five players from this class starting on defense in two years time and i think yeah. it'll be it'll be one of those classes where you look back in two years time and go like right if, if they end up with one starter on defense that's probably not great if they end up with two or three that's fine and if they end up with four or five starters on defense out of this class then you're looking at like, yeah, that was a really good class so yeah it'll be because a number of them are quite developmental it'll be hard to really judge for a couple of years unless they sort of clearly work out very soon 
but but it you know there there is it's one of those drafts where I think it's they got reasonable value over the course of the draft but there's upside for you know it, there is upside in this class it's just maybe there's a bit of risk as well yeah yeah no I think definitely a better class than the Packers certainly so that's a oh that's no a yeah start. that all-time worst class it is, it is atrocious it really is like it's it, it's really impressively bad yeah I, you, know, you have to be pretty creative in a in a draft this deep to get that little talent out of it. It's, um, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see if someone doesn't particularly like the Packers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's creative. I'll give them that. Yeah. I, I yeah. So we, we we could rag on other people all day, but but you know, I think this is a you know, I don't think the Panthers will sort of see this as and you know the greatest draft of all time, but I think this is a, a perfectly good draft, and I think that that's. That doesn't sound like a high bar, but that's 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 a good thing to have as, a, as an NFL team. Yeah, yeah. Now that the the draft is done, we need to find other things to to I'm do with our lives. Tra- and yeah, <laughs> twenty twenty one tape. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be some 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 lovely players to watch for twenty twenty one. So no, no. The, I, the receiver class looks good. It does look very good. It does. You know, I, I was a bit surprised that some of them didn't declare. Like Devonta Smith, the the other Alabama receiver. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure why he chose to, chose to return to school. I mean, like, you know, I don't criticize players for it because you never know what's going on in their lives. But, but, but yeah, he, he would have been arguably wide receiver one in this class. Like he he was yeah. you know right up there with the very best in this class, and he chose to go back to school. So, and he's not even like definitely the best receiver next year. I mean, Jamar Chase looks really good, and you've got a load of other you know it, it does you know I mean, now we're getting off to 2021, but but that, it does look to be a very very good receiver class. I think there's there's some good offensive linesmen as well. Um, and there's some interesting quarterbacks as well, actually. Not and not just like the top guys. I think there's some potentially some like mid-round quarterbacks next year who look quite quite fun. So, so yeah, we'll see you all next year. I think is kind of the takeaway in that. Yeah. <laughs> same time next year. Yeah, yeah, same time next year. I mean, I think we were meant to be going on holiday in about a week time. Um, yeah, coronavirus we're, killed that. But yeah. but we'll see if we can time it the draft with with our holiday better next year. We'll see if we can do that. <laughs> okay. I think that's all I've got to say about. It class have you got anything else to, to uh, add that's that's all as well uh vincent it's been a pleasure as always uh and, and likewise and we will see you in 2021 for for another series hopefully yeah. take care guys thank you for listening yeah, thanks, guys. Bye.